Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So as you may know, I've been referring to myself as a double transplant here in Chicago. Most recently, I moved here this past October, but I lived here before from 2010 to 2014. And back then, I was not working in media at all. I was a caseworker. Now, we won't get into the details, but I will tell you that this was a tedious job that pulled at my heartstrings every day. I still care about the work I was doing. I knew that it was important, but I always also knew that it was not my calling. It took me a few more years to do something about that, but I figured it out, and now I'm here. And today's guests are not very different. Right now, they're co-writers and ensemble members in the Second City show, Dance Like There Are Black People Watching, a Black Excellence Review. But when I looked them up to prep for this interview, I found out they both used to be caseworkers, too. But we were both caseworkers for the Department of Human Services. So it was like, OK, we're both state um, caseworkers. Mm-hmm. And now we are in entertainment. Well, would you look at us clowns? Look, look at <laughs> us. Look at us clowns. And Pritzker, yes, Pritzker's like shaking his head right now. like <laughs> He was like, they used to be playing in that office. Yes, right? we were. We were entertaining those clients. <laughs> That was Arlita Hall, who's also a filmmaker and stand-up comedian, and Adonis Holmes, who's also a co-artistic director with the I.O. Theater in Chicago. They're a part of an all-Black ensemble of five that makes up the show, something they both say is rare in the industry, which is why this show is so important. I talked with them about that and other parts of their now full-time comedy lives. But first, I wanted to know how they came up with this resonant but somewhat edgy title. So um, the Kennedy on the team actually ended up coming up with the name Dance Like There Are Black People Watching. And we were like, oh, we like that. So we pitched it. Um, Second City loved it. And that's what the title became. But the process we went through to come up with the title for the show was very, very silly. Okay, so let's just talk about it. (laughs) We sat down as a team and the names that we threw out there cracked us up so much that this, I think, I want to say that the title of the show, Dance Like There Are Black People Watching, is probably the most hinged title that we actually pitched in the room hmm. together. Um, Interesting. Now my imagination is just, <laughs> it's just running wild. Well, if you want to hear like maybe one or two, I'm pretty sure me and Adonis know what we pitched. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was, uh, our pitch was, don't make me get up there. Mm. And then one of my pitch was, come inside, the street lights are on. Okay. You get it. These are these are very black mama um <laughs> references. Okay, I like this. <laughs> Adonis, I would love to hear some of the funniest ones that you had, Adonis. Uh one that um I was pretty proud. Of. I'm, I'm gonna list off because I have this here. Oh um, yes. One of one of mine was a Chitlin Circus. Uh, <laughs> the the track of your white tears. Um mm. the souls of black jokes. Uh, reparation for menstrual shows. Whew, um, okay. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was. I was slinging. I was. Oh slinging. man. <laughs> you went to the dark place a couple times. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, That's I, all I right. I went down. I went down. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk about the dancing component. I loved to see all the dancing that was happening in between and during the scenes. Um, yeah, tell me about uh, 
how how it ended up kind of be, making that the focal point. All, the way that our energy is as a cast is we're always moving. Mm-hmm. So like in rehearsals, we would start off a lot of our rehearsals like doing movement pieces. And then like our director would just be like, what, what's what's the song you are listening to on the way in? And then Adonis would always say, Virgo's Groove by Beyonce before anybody could say anything. And then <laughs> we would have to cut that on. And then we have to come up with a dance. And then, but like normally when you go to a show, you'll see like, the entire stage go black and then they'll change into a different scene. So when the lights go back up, they may be doing something completely different. But for our show, we don't, we didn't do a lot of just the, the scene going black when we were done with something. We have these things called interstitials, which is when we are dancing in between the scenes mm. to set up for the next yes. scene. And then, but it's who we are naturally. So then our director was like, we're going to make sure that we really have a lot of dancing in this show. And we was like, we want that. Um, because we're actually from Chicago, like we needed to have this dancing in there. So when we brought our choreographer in, our director and our dance instructor came in and they kind of interweaved us changing scenes during dancing. Then we just like kind of went through the roof, like, okay, I want to do this. I'm gonna come out and do this. Like, and then he kind of addressed <laughs> us with like, I want you out to do this, this type of dance. I want you to do the robot. I want you to take it here and do like this new school. I want you to take it to like bebop. And I want you to do like footwork. And I want us to be able to cover Chicago in this show yeah. so we could keep the crowd moving and keep the energy flowing yes. with the scene. So while we were doing it, it just made the show even more high energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely engaged. So it, it worked. Um, speaking of just kind of being on stage and having that very physical kind of energy, um, the reason I wanted to talk to you two in particular is because y'all have this amazing onstage chemistry with each other. Sometimes it's like y'all are at odds, but at the same time, you're like physically interacting with each other in a way that's like very in sync. Um Y'all listeners, if you go to the show, which I hope you do, you will see this. It's great and amazing to see. Um, first of all, is there a name for this type of thing that y'all do? Just love. <laughs> just love. Just love. Okay. That's all that is. Yeah. Tell me love. about how that cultivated it. It just, it come out naturally. Did y'all rehearse? I mean, of course you rehearsed, but like, yeah, tell me how that came through. You know, I, I think it stems from, there was a rehearsal where half of the cast was not there because they were either Two of them had COVID and were okay. sick and someone else was gone. So it was just me, Arlita, and Kennedy. And I think during that, that those three rehearsals, we really clicked. And okay. I think that's when all three of us discovered that we have a very fun, joyous, frenetic energy with each other, especially <laughs> me and Arlita. Like truly, like I, I see honestly our Arlita as my truly as my general. Wherever she goes, I'm going, I'm following right after. So if, if if she's going, doing this move, I'm going to make sure that I'm following right behind her, even if she doesn't see me, just because of how much fun and how much energy that we we discovered uh, during the um, writing and creating the show. I yeah, love it's, that. It's a lot of fun. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of what me and Adonis do on stage naturally is match each other. Yes. If he's doing something, like we have a scene where um, he gets like angry at, uh Kennedy within the scene so he's like whoa whoa so I watch whatever he go and I'm like oh we don't have we don't have so we like a pick up on each other 
to the point where it'd be insane. Like, what are we doing? It's, it's very insane. So it's just like following the leader of what they're doing and doing it at the same time. Yes. Um, which is so much fun. And I we get notes about it every week because our uh, stage manager is like, Arlie Donis, what was that that you all were doing at the again tonight? <laughs> and I'm just like having a little bit of fun. Like, <laughs> so we go too far. And every scene, and I'm glad you're saying that, Erin, every scene that we are in together, it honestly, every scene I'm in with any of my castmates, one thing we developed in this process is trust. Mm. Um, we trust each other on stage. And that is very important because you are able to be comfortable and vulnerable. And that's, it's it's a hard thing to do when you're around people, when you're trying to be funny. Cause you're like, I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to do this. Well, they understand me, but we really trust each other. So we will allow each other to have those moments. Like, and our team know that we're going to act a fool. Let, let's let our leader act. Just, just let her act a fool. <laughs> Adonis is reaching. Um, our leader, you're talking about, as you, your words, acting a fool on stage. Um, I interpret it as you being incredibly comfortable on stage. You are the person who leads the interactive part of of the show where you actually talk to audience members. Um, it's giving, you know, this is how you are. And I'm wondering if you would say, <laughs> you know, that this this is how you are on stage and off. Have you always been this way? Yes, I have. And anybody that's watching this that has known me, like my mom, she's going to be like, she always been acting like this. Sit down somewhere. Like, my dad used to be like, where's that? I need to come over here and sit down. I'm like, but these my friends. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about the audience. Yes. Like, I don't even have a boyfriend right now because the audience is my boyfriend. I'm not about to cheat <laughs> on them with somebody else. What, what is that? That's that's crazy. When you all coming to see us every weekend, you know I'm going to be here for you, boo. And it's like, when I get out there, I feel like we here with the audience. I really take... um. I love hosting. So like it is natural to my core. Like I can almost cry. Like my voice gets shaky. That's how much I really love interacting with mm. the audience. That is something that means so much to me. And that's why it means a lot that Dance Like There Are Black People Watching has been sold out. 220 seats sold every Friday and Saturday since we opened February 3rd. We love this audience and we fight to make sure that we are extremely funny. So when I get to connect, it, it means a lot. Even a scene in the show, a lot of my castmates have wrote scenes about um, what it feels like to be queer, what it feels like to be um, looked at away in a relationship. So we kind of touched on those things to kind of heal yeah. from that. But yeah, it, it means a lot. I, I'm just like this in real life. The cast knows it. I appreciate them from accepting me. The director knows it. And he fought for me to be on this cast because he know I, I shouldn't be saying these kind of crazy things. But y'all, it's who I am. It's like yes. the cousin in the family that's saying something that everybody want to hear. And you know not to sit next to me at the funeral because you know I'm about to say something crazy. But that's it. And one <laughs> of the immediate benefits of having that, that type, our leader's energy, is because we our uh, stage manager reminds us of this all the time. No audience is the same. So every week we've been, we, we have sold out 222 new faces. Mm. It's new energy, um, new like relationships that are gonna be made with, with the audience. We don't know what their comforts are. We don't know what their perspectives are. So with when you have a rock star like, like Arlita, who's able to get on stage and immediately create a palpable relationship yes. with the audience, yes. that lasts the entire show. Like her communicating and like poking fun of the audience that we all, the, the five other performers on stage uh, benefit from that energy. Yes, it's big energy and and which usually, which can be intimidating, but then by the end of the show, you're like, oh, that's my friend with the big energy. Like, you know, it's like, 
the end. <laughs> um, so, Arlita, this isn't the first time you've been a part of an all-black ensemble. I know you work on a show called My Best Friend is Black and on a few others. But I also know from going to a show or two myself that this is not the norm, right? It is. When you are doing a show, you're typically the only black performer on that show. Wow. You're typically maybe one of two black people in that cast. You're typically um, the only black stand-up comedian on the show for the night. So it's, so uh, it's if nice. There's, if there's like a Will Smith scene... It's like, okay, I guess I have to be Will Smith now. Who am I slapping? You know, yeah. <laughs> like just like putting people in those, like un unfortunately, but like subconsciously into those roles. Like, oh, if there's a black character in this sketch of look or in this scene, like, okay, luckily we have someone on stage who can bail us out, you know? Yes. Right. <laughs> but since we're in Chicago, you just gonna keep making me Lori Lightfoot. Like, no, I don't want to be that every time I come out. <laughs> Not every time. Not every time, you know, like, yeah. I'm, so I like to pretend to be white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Adonis, I know you were directing plays in college and you've been in a lot of sketch shows, too. Can you describe for me what it's like to be in an all black ensemble like this? Um, I think the, the big difference is, you know, not, not to, to, you know, discount the hard work of, of white improvisers and comedians that I've worked with, with in the past, because I love all of them. I think the stark contrast is how easy it is, like just the flow of creativity when it comes to just being with, being in a room with people who have a similar experience, similar obstacles that we had to, you know, that we're still trying to push through and navigate. And it really forces us to like connect with each other a lot easier. So I don't have to over explain myself. I don't have to like try to simplify things or like, like try to reevaluate this from a, a non-black lens. Like I can like tell the story. I can bring in and show my comedy and the five, five other performers immediately understand it. And I think that's the reason why there are moments in our show where we're able to push the envelope a little bit, you know, like we're able to get a little bit a little controversial because we all six of us know where the truth is in these sketches mm, um, when it comes to Bill when it comes to Bill Cosby when it comes yeah. to <laughs> very toxic black masculinity you know we yes. know we know so full and well how palpable and how important those issues mm. are to us as black people and it just makes it so much easier for us to <clears throat> make fun of it yeah um, there's magic that happens when you have uh, an all black cast, like just naturally. Yeah, we are completely removing any bias that we have to. We have to be a certain way on stage, which sometimes puts sometimes puts black comedians, especially in this city, in a box. Like I have to satisfy this agent or this manager because they have their own expectations of what it means to be a black performer. Mm. But these spaces, like. Uh, dance like there are black people watching. Uh, Arlita and a few other cast members were part of a show called uh, The Dopeness at the Annoyance Theater. Um, that was that the, the same director brought that energy over about like we are writing this show for us and by us, and we're not worried about any other type of confusion. Like no, we're doing this because we're black and we love we love black. Uh, it's it's a lot of like inside joke energy. Yeah. Um, 
Arlita Hall is a co-writer and ensemble member of Dance Like There Are Black People Watching. She's also a filmmaker and stand-up comedian. Arlita, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. Thank you all for listening, and I cannot wait to meet you all at our show. Adonis Holmes is a co-writer and ensemble member also of Dance Like There Are Black People Watching. He's also the co-artistic director of the IO Theater. Adonis, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Erin, and thank you for allowing us to have this honest and wonderful conversation. And if people are unable to get those tickets, just make sure you find something to laugh at because it's so important. Agreed. Dance Like There Are Black People Watching, a Black Excellence Review is running every Friday and Saturday night at 8 p.m. until April 1st at the one and only Second City in Chicago. And that's it for today. Thanks to Sam Deer and Justin Bull for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleve and Katie O'Connell for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you Monday morning. <laughs>